Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. We appreciate that. Presenting sponsor, doing great work for us. Um, Loaded show today. We haven't talked about this yet, but there's a lot of name, image, likeness stuff happening. A lot of it happening today, so maybe this might even be dated by the time that you guys hear it. Um, but so much so that people have started tagging me and even you. I've seen a couple. They tagged us both like, hey, have you guys seen this? I talked about this. Uh, we got so into the NFL draft last week. We've been doing some playoff stuff for the basketball and baseball this week. that We haven't talked about it yet, but it is definitely something that has been on my mind and that I've been watching a lot. And it sounds like we're going to get more news from that today and then also um happy thursday to everyone we're gonna try a new segment that we talked about um and this is a, another one where like the listeners get involved and then we're like all right we've got our thursday segment we're gonna call it thinking out loud thursday where we just talk about things that we want to yeah it could be ranting about how streaming services are terrible and there's too many of them just pissing me off it, it could be about uh, J.J. Reddick or used cars or who knows what we'll get into. Uh, but we're going to try that out on Thursdays. And again, the segments that we do, like the Matchmaker Monday, Tell the Truth Tuesday, Would You Rather Wednesday, Thinking Out Loud Thursday, and Five for Friday. Feel free to let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah. Maybe on a, a Thursday you're like, hey, I, I haven't seen the guys talk about this yet. Is this on your radar? Have you watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians? We'll talk about it. Just let us know. Um, and again, with all those other ones, too, I love hearing the listener tell the truth. If there's some hard would-you-rather questions you want us to get to, uh, you can do that right here in the call-in app, live every weekday at 10 a.m. Central Time. Don't be afraid to just drop it in the chat, slide in the DMs, whatever it is. Um, I did see in the chat this morning there was some knucklehead in there saying, Taco Thursday. Yes, sir. Cinco you de were Mayo. the Cinco de Mayo on a Thursday. Last year, Cinco de Mayo was on a Tuesday. We were all super excited about it. That was 2020. Whatever. But <laughs> last, last year. Yeah, that's what I meant. Isn't uh-huh. it crazy how like sometimes a day just moves like one day throughout the week through the years? I think that's pretty neat. Say it again. I think it's cool like how the years go on. The, a date will move to the next day of the week. <laughs> so like it's been two years since that. Now it's on Thursday. Last year was on Wednesday. This year was on Thursday. It's very yeah. freaking neat. When I turned 21, my birthday was on a Wednesday, and I've literally gone Thursday, Friday, and then I went to Sunday, and now my birthday is on a Wednesday again this year. I think it's neat how like it periodically can do that. Yeah. And the reason I know is because when I was in my freshman year, we were talking. I was walking back from class with some girls, and they're like, oh, my 21st birthday is like on a Tuesday. That stinks. And so I was like, well, when's mine? I was like, oh, mine's on a Wednesday. That is awful. Uh-huh. And then like, as you get older, you realize, wait, we go to P-Bar on Wednesdays. That's not to go out. So me turning 21 on a Wednesday – was fantastic. Now, did I skip class Thursday and Friday? Absolutely. But it was awesome because I was like, I'm getting drunk in the middle of the week. What's up? Now I'm an adult. Now here we are, single to mile on a Thursday. That's talking calendars. You country. better believe it. My that might be my birthday. thinking out loud. That is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was on a Sunday. So we all went out on a Saturday and then at midnight, um, I just assumed, I was like, hey, I'm going to start drinking at midnight. Like, actually drinking i was drinking prior but i went up to the bar to buy like my first shot as a 21 year old and the bartender's like we don't do that here you're gonna have to come back tomorrow i was like no today is tomorrow today is october 26th yeah i want to buy a drink like i'm 21 i want to do that and it turned into like this thing where he's like no we don't we don't do that it has to be your birthday when the time at the like the bar opens that's what we count as the date and eventually, I think he just gave up and realized we were going to be pretty persistent about this. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, let the kid drink. Yeah. He's he should have stopped anyways. me because it was a terrible, terrible time. <laughs> terrible time. I'd been pre-drinking all day long. We turned it into an all-day thing. Jeez. And then once I got to the bar, I tried to do the 21 shots thing. I got to 19. I started at midnight. 
It's a terrible event. <laughs> it's terrible. They're up everywhere. They're up everywhere. You took 19 shots in like a two-hour time span? Yeah. Wow. It was rough. It was rough. How did I not die? I don't know. But here I am today. Hashtag Survivor. Yeah, again, talking calendars. My, uh, my youngest daughter's birthday is on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And she thought this – she's seven, almost eight. She thought that her birthday every year would be on Memorial Day because she was born on Memorial Day. So she thought just every year, like, oh, May 26th is Memorial Day every yeah. year. Having to explain that to a seven-year-old blew her mind. You're like, what do you mean it's not the same date every year? Yep. <laughs> I feel like it was the conversation you had as a 20-year-old. Well, it happened to my little brother because some, there's some <laughs> days where his birthday will fall on, like, Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. So last Thursday of the month, you know. And so when he was younger, he was like, oh, Thanksgiving, that's my birthday. And we're just like, mm-mm, nope, you're two days after this year. Like, oh, damn. Yeah, and even getting uh, to the chat, Brooks' 21st birthday was a Friday. Bryce, um, it was across the street from campus. So was the bar near a college campus? It was. And they were still just kind of being a dick about it. And I say they, but really it was just it was one bartender that was like, I'm not going to do that. That's not what we do. Mm-hmm. And I think the manager, someone, I don't know, it was a long time ago. Somebody else is like, it's fine. Like, it's not even a big deal. Legally, he's 21. Let him drink now. Yeah. But that guy was just being a real jerk about it. But again, I think he also had to clean up my puke uh, 10 tonight. So it's fine. Uh, but we do have a lot to get into sports-wise today. The NIL stuff, uh, I'll tell you, I've been very pro player getting paid this entire time. As a college football guy myself, it's getting a little out of hand <laughs> Yeah, it's getting a little bit out of hand. I thought it was really cool, and it was like, man, Bryce Young might make a million dollars this year. Now you've got players that are actually like leaving and transferring, and doing like this free agency thing. In my opinion, if the NCAA doesn't step in and do something, or if these conferences don't step in and do something, it's going to get out of hand to where you're going to have to rebuild your roster almost every year. Mm-hmm. That you're going to get guys that are like, okay, I was the quarterback here this year, but there's a better opportunity, or I'm going to at least test the water somewhere else. Even in this offseason, you know, seeing guys like Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler, some of these yeah. other big-name big name guys, and, you know, Jordan Addison is really the one that we're looking at now. Seeing them leave their program, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I think if the NCAA just sits on their hands like they have in years past, it is going to be wild, and it is going to be a little bit too much. I'm all about players making their money and being able to use their name, image, likeness to go and do some of these things. But these collectives that have popped up to where boosters are pretty much just forming a group. Boosters are not supposed to be allowed to recruit players or talk to players. They are like an extension of the program. Mm -hmm. So they're working with. They they are not allowed to recruit. But they form these collectives is what they're calling them. And now those collectives are going out and saying, hey, Jordan Addison, we got $2.5 million for you. Come to USC. And this was before he even hit the transfer portal. So they're going out. They're talking to these high school kids. They're talking to other college teams and their players. That does feel a little bit scummy to me. And it feels like that's not – that wasn't the idea behind name image likeness. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was so that they could make money off their jersey sales or – sign autographs during the season or have mm-hmm. events like that and host events and get paid for it or have a meal bought for them. Right. Honestly, like, and this is going to sound kind of like the old heads and kind of what they complained about that, you know, we were like, I'll quit being a, you know, a dick about it. Yada, yada, yada. I was like, these kids are kind of making way too much money right now. Yeah. And, even and I know that I, I'm sorry, like, sorry to cut you off. Like, and I know that sounds a little ridiculous or whatnot, but like you're going to be a freshman in college, a sophomore in college, make it $2.5 million dollars. You're going to make more money here than you would as a third-round draft pick in the NFL. And it's like that is insane to think about just so you can transfer programs and go play for university. And if it doesn't work out, these boosters are going to get pissed, and then it's all going to come crumbling down. Yeah. Like that's my biggest worry with it is like you're just going to pay, 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 and be like, fuck that. I'm tired of giving you money. We are not winning games. And the recruiting thing to me feels a little bit odd. I, and I don't want college football to start to turn into free agency. We're both Texas fans. It kind of worked out for us. This year they were able to bring in Quinn Ewers or bring him back, whatever, however you want to make that work. But I don't know that I want it to be involved with with recruiting to where it is like a free agency thing where players are 
picking schools based on how much money mm-hmm. they can earn. Uh, we talked about it a little say. bit yesterday. Yeah. Like the heart of NIL was like, okay, now you can go like go to an event, make an appearance and get paid like, okay, here's $10,000. Thanks for coming to my kid's birthday and signing some autographs. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But now that we've gotten to we're boosters and these collectives are actively being like, what's our budget? I'm going to get this much money. You get that much money. And now we can offer $30 million for this recruiting class, which is what Texas A&M did, which is not against the rules at all. And the problem is there are no rules. There's nobody who's set anything in place to be like, okay, this is how much you can spend. This is where the money can come from. Pretty much the only rules were some of these state laws that said, like, the university can't pay players. Mm -hmm. But now we have the boosters and the collectives, which are an extension of the program, paying players. And I I don't think that that's the way that it should be. I'm all about players getting paid, but this does feel a little bit different, and it's not necessarily a direction I want to see college football go. And again, that's coming from a guy who is um, a fan of one of the richest universities and athletic programs. Yep. But it is going to make it difficult for you know other schools to compete. And if I'm a group of five school or if I'm you know at a power five conference and I'm not one of the top dogs, you bet your ass I'm involved in these meetings. Oh, yeah. You know, if I'm, I'm some of these lower-level programs, if I'm like a TCU, now you tell me I have to recruit against Texas and Texas A&M, we don't have the budget to do that. But TCU has been able to compete with those schools for a very long time because they're able to recruit with and against yep. those schools and bring in some guys and develop them. But I do think once you hit this weird free agency-type trend that it is really going to affect recruiting and and these conferences too. We we already have so much realignment going on that I, I think they should step in and do something. I, see, I don't I think, think they was... should necessarily cap how much a player should make because yeah, I mean Jeff Bezos and you know, Elon out there making billions. I don't think we need to worry about oh Bryce Young's making two million dollars. Oh, just imagine how much money like Tim Tebow would have made or Vince Young or you know like Matt Line or some of these guys that were just yeah. the top tier quarterbacks and Colt McCoy at Texas as well. And it's just like, man, these guys would have made like just buku loads of money. And I know I made the comments like I just didn't want to sound like the old head here. I'm like, oh, these kids are making making way too much money. It's not that I'm like upset that they're making money. Like that's cool. If you're, you know, valued at two point five million dollars, that's cool. But like, be at the university first. Play a game for them first. Like already be involved in like a part of the team and gone through the true recruitment process of making your decision, and then make your money. Like, it should be like, hey, you could make this much money playing for our university. Not, we're going to pay you this much money to come play for our university. Yeah, and I feel That's like where that, I think the difference and, like, yeah. the unethical aspect of it comes into play of, like, I think where that's some of these lower-level schools don't stand a chance. Right, with, like, Nick Saban and Bryce Young. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, our quarterback's making close to seven figures. Like, that's what you get for being the quarterback at Alabama. Yeah. And it wasn't, hey, here at Alabama, our collective can give you this much money. Yep. So I am about that, too. And, like, capping it, like, we'll see. Even what Texas is doing with their offensive linemen, that's pretty shitty, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're just a scholarship offensive lineman that you're getting $50,000 right off the top, that's probably something that you shouldn't be able to do as a collective or, like, through recruiting, which it's a slippery slope. Like, I don't, I don't even really know how you regulate it. Because, like, if a local car dealership says, hey, by the way, we don't know who your offensive linemen are going to be, but we're going to give each and every one of them $50,000. Even that feels a little bit differently than the recruiting stuff. But there's also, I'm not stupid. I know why this is the best recruiting class Texas has had for offensive linemen, it, like ever. Yeah, It's because they're all getting $50,000. So it is, it's weird. And I don't know. It's going to be hard to undo everything now that we've had a year and a half of players being able to make the money that they want. But the free agent thing, free agency thing is weird. I don't know. Ca- like even coming up with a salary cap, that feels kind of baseball-y where some of these teams, they just can't. They don't have the budget mm-hmm. to offer any money. And then you have the Texas, Texas A&Ms who are like, yeah, yeah, $40 million. Like we'll do that every year where another team can be like at a million dollars. So it is it's, it's pretty weird to see. I don't know what the best idea is. I know that uh, a long time ago, I floated the idea and said these college teams need to come up with a GM title. 
Yep. That each team needs to have a GM that is kind of regulating and working with this stuff. You said that right when we started the podcast. When we went from radio to podcast, yeah. and this was kind of becoming a deal or you know, a situation of like just passing it. That's exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. And I think the transfer portal as well has been it's been tough. You need it, to put a timestamp on when that can be a thing. And that is one of the things that they're discussing uh, today. I think they're all meeting in like Arizona. You have like politicians meeting. You have athletic directors. I think some coaches, some conference heads, a lot of people meeting to kind of figure out what's going on with this. In the transfer portal, one thing they do want to do is open up windows for like, okay, now's when you can transfer. And they've experimented or at least talked about um, having a late November to mid-December transfer portal period to where like some of these teams, your season has probably ended. You can go ahead and announce where you're transferring to for the next season. And then another one taking a little bit of a break going into springtime. So maybe after you've had your spring game and you've realized I'm pretty low on the depth chart here, actually. Uh, it would be from April 15th to May 1st. I think that's a good idea, too, of opening up some windows and be like, just for two weeks. Here's your time. Uh, yeah. That seems like a, a small window. A lot can happen in two weeks, though. Mm hmm. Like, even, like, maybe extend it even more into, like, the summer months, like June. I mean, if you went to, like, April 15th to, like, June 1st. Or how about, like, just the entire month of May? Like your school year's ending, you're transferring, you've mm-hmm. probably played in your spring game, you kind of get where you're at on the roster, because that's well, what it is. People want to go, go home for a little bit, and then because it's mm-hmm. about middle of June or July is when they start the summer camp, and it's like, okay, full swing, let's go. Yeah, and I get, like, a lot of these older people are like, uh, you should have to stick it out just because you're not playing doesn't mean you should leave. Fuck that, leave. You, you get four years to play college football. You want to play college football. So yes. if you've committed to a team and you're not getting playing time, get out of there. Go to a different school where you can actually play. So you can, you know, at one day talk to your kids and your grandkids and say, yeah, I played college football at Pitt State University. Yeah. Oh, not instead, I sat on the bench at K-State and never saw the field like we talked about. Got my ass yesterday. kicked in practice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like here's the, you know, photos or video of me actually playing football. Like let these kids do that. I, I think it's fine. And – with the transfer portal, I think uh, allowing one time, like you can go anywhere you want, you don't have to sit out, that's fine. Some of these players, it is a little bit ridiculous. It's a, it's a little snip, snap, snip, snappy. Of, <laughs> yep, I'm going to go here, psych, never mind. Um, I've already signed my letter of intent, so I'm going to go back to USC. And and then now he's, he's transferred to Tennessee. Uh, that makes Why? it a little bit weird. Well, um, Brew McCoy was like a five-star recruit coming out of California. Mm-hmm. It's committed to USC, changed his mind, flipped to Texas, signed his letter of intent to go to Texas, and then decided, whoops, I've messed up. I want to go back to USC. But since he had signed his letter of intent already, he had to actually transfer to USC. They didn't grant him immediate eligibility, so he sat out a year at uh, USC, mm-hmm. played in the 2020 season, was pretty damn good for a shortened season. Then he got arrested after the season. I think it might have been like an abuse situation. It was not good. He got suspended for the whole 2021 season. And then he transferred to Tennessee, where I assume he's going to have to sit out once again. You're going to miss two years of college football? Yeah. You're going to be 23 when you freaking come out for the draft. Right. Yeah, he's, he's going to be an older prospect. So I can kind of get on board with that one. Like, hey, you get a one-time thing. We can't have you transferring. And part of the reason behind that is um, teams are limited on how many scholarships they can actually offer. So if you yeah. have you know, all these kids transferring year in, year out, it makes it kind of difficult to build your roster and be like, okay, here's how many scholarship players we have. This is what we can offer. And so I, I definitely understand that. So maybe you do make these kids say, hey, you, you get one time free. Go wherever you want. After that, if something happens, you can apply for immediate eligibility. You know, if you're, you're moving, you need to be closer to home for a certain situation, whatever, you apply for it. The NCAA should say, yes, you have a legitimate reason to move home. Yeah. Immediate eligibility. Like if you're transferring again because, oh, wasn't getting any playing time there. If you're Tate Martelling this thing, yeah, you don't get immediate eligibility. You have to sit. You have to wait for a while. 
So, so one time, one transfer, no matter where you're at through school, you're fine. You can transfer, play immediately the next year. If you yeah. want to transfer again after that, again, no matter what class. I think you should at. have to apply for eligibility, because like there are some guys who are just going to transfer over and over again. Tate Martell is kind of the guy that I used as a, as an example. Started out at Ohio State. He's a big-time recruit, like four- or five-star quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Justin Fields decides, actually, I'm going to be the quarterback at Ohio State. And Tate Martell enters the transfer portal. He's a quarterback, so he gets immediate eligibility, which is bullshit. Like, the only reason he transferred was because he couldn't beat out Justin Fields. <laughs> and then got to Miami. Miami said, actually, you do suck at quarterback. We're going to need you to play receiver <laughs> or safety. And then he said, nod, I'm good. I'm going to go back home to UNLV and play there. Like, those guys don't need immediate eligibility. Like, at, at some point, you've got to pump the brakes and say, like, yeah, we get what you're doing here, but you have to sit for a little bit. We have and to I don't want what the roster situation is. I don't is. want this to come off rude, but I feel like that's going to be the question is, where it's like, well, you know, we're going to sit here and say, let's have these kids transfer so they can go play somewhere. But if they transfer somewhere they think they're going to play and they don't play, it's like, well, fuck this. I'm not playing here. I want to transfer mm-hmm. somewhere else. Right. So that's where, it, like, should it just be like, I'll transfer to a lower school then, dude? Yeah. I mean, you can still do that and play. Yeah. I guess it looks like you're going T- D2 this year, dog. Uh-huh. Shit. Freaking go to Missouri State. Division mm-hmm. one, double A, dog. Right. Yeah. A lot making of, it- that used to be the route. Like, players like, uh, like Cam Newton got to Florida. Well, he got in a little bit of trouble at Florida. He got kicked out. So he went to the JUCOs for a year and mm-hmm. then went to Auburn. That used to be the route that you'd have to take. Pretty I think it's still a good one. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be a bad one at all. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what Come I Come ball out at Pitt State for a year. Jason Shelley, who's the current quarterback at Missouri State, used to be at Utah. So the same, or Utah State. is like, this ain't working out. I'm going to go to Missouri State. Dude's a stud. And that's where it's like, okay, I, I thought I was going to go D1. I thought I was going to be a guy. I'm not the guy. Mm-mm. But I still want to play college football. So I'm going to go to a lower level where I can play college football, not yeah. just sit. Where you can go smoke up on Southern Illinois. You yeah. know what I mean? Or Northern Iowa. But, you know, if there's a situation where a kid, you know, maybe he transfers, doesn't really like uh, the situation he's in as a freshman, he transfers to another school, and then something happens where I think it was up. So a player for, like, Illinois or, like, Virginia Tech a couple of years ago wanted to transfer closer to home because his grandma was dying. Yes. And the NCAA said, nope, that's not a good enough reason. That doesn't count. And like, then we watched bullshit. Tate Martell transfer to Miami. And Justin Fields same? and yep. all these guys just transferring. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. You should be able to apply and be like, hey, this is why I'm transferring. It's not just I didn't really make the field here or whatever. And if the, it's a good enough situation, which you shouldn't be a stickler about, mm-hmm. let them play. It's not that big of a deal. But a lot going on with name, image, likeness. Uh, I know Doug Gottlieb had some ideas yesterday, as was one of the things that I was tagged into, was that he said you shouldn't be able to make any money. You can't get paid until you've played for the college. So you have to have that one-year kind of buffer of, okay, now I'm able to make money. And one of the reasons why he said was, um, with name, image, likeness, your name, image, likeness hasn't had any value yet because you haven't played for that university. I will stop you right there, Dougie, and say guys like Zion Williamson, we knew who they were in high school. Quinn yeah. Ewers, we knew who they were in high school. This is becoming more and more popular. So that's not necessarily true. Even Bryce Young, we knew who he was before Alabama. Yeah. Or fucking Arch Manning. I mean, no, we've been talking about this dude for like two years. Tell Since me his name freshman. doesn't carry value? <laughs> oh, you're fucking wrong. Uh, it carries <laughs> a lot of value. And like he could easily be making, you know, four or five million already. That's so. going to be the name to keep an eye on when they start putting all these regulations and rules in. If the NCAA, if the NCAA decides to do something, because it that could dictate what Arch Manning does big time. Yeah, I saw a report. Or some of these tweet. other high profile, not just Arch, but yeah. And it was about um, Arch Manning. And it was a rumor. I don't remember who tweeted it, but I was trying to like not get too excited about it. They said he's down to two schools, Georgia mm-hmm. and Texas. No shit. I don't know if it's true. I don't know no. how you could look at Alabama and be like, yeah, I've ruled them out. But allegedly, I don't know how much, how true it is, but allegedly he's down to two schools, Georgia and Texas. I said two years ago, one of my friends dead in the eye and said, Archmanian's going to Texas no matter what. I'm calling it right now. 
Can you not write it on a post-it note? Uh, I'm not. I'm just going to say it here, and then I'm going to f- not pay attention to it again. Okay? We'll just do that. Don't worry You're about it. You're going to jinx it. I shouldn't have told you. <laughs> I, I honestly regret hey, telling you. Hey, you know what? Let's have, let's have a better mindset than that, you know? Uh-huh. This is just for the Chiefs, not for Texas. With Kansas City, it's all right. Has Texas been good since you've been a fan? Yeah. They literally won a national championship the first year I was a fan. And then they went into Colton McCoy. You're not about to put the sure. success of Texas on my fandom. Okay? I was about to kick you we out We went of from room. Vince Young to Colt McCoy. It was great stellar years. It wasn't my fault. They just decided to shit the bet on any quarterback recruit after that. No, I was just, just wanted to make sure. But I understand what you're saying. I can, I can understand the concern, but I promise you it's not me. Yeah. And uh, Jake, uh, helping us out in the chat, said it was an offensive lineman for Coastal Carolina, wanted to transfer to Virginia Tech. Uh, who wanted to be closer to his uh, mom after recovering from cancer, and that was denied. Yep. I think that's actually that's a different story, but another very similar one, too, of like the NCAA just being dickheads for no reason. Like you should – that memo or email should come across your desk, and you immediately stamp approved. Yes. I just I don't know why any human being could look at that and be like, nope, that's not a good enough reason. Like you don't take that one to the boss in the meeting, and be like, hey, do you approve this? You yeah. just hey, sit Mark Ember, what do you think about this one? Yeah, no. you just sit there as an entry level and say, yes, go. Mm-hmm. And the other one that I was thinking about, I think it was Illinois was involved. They had said that the university he was transferring to wasn't close enough to home for it to count. But it was like there were no other D one schools in the area. He was literally transferring to the closest D one school. You better go to that could. community college, boy. <laughs> and they denied it. So the NCAA just stupid. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully we're a little progressive here with the NCAA. We get some new leadership in there. I, I also saw rumors the other day that uh, a lot of people think the NCAA will just go away for football. That they're going to give the power to some of these conferences. And that there will be like a commissioner of the Power Five conferences that just run college football. I don't hate it. And I think we're being real honest with ourselves. We know that college football is a lot bigger than any other sport. It's bigger than men's and women's college basketball combined. Nobody cares about swimming, (laughs) baseball, softball, all that stuff. Let the NCAA have that and regulate it because that is operated a little bit differently. But outside of a handful of good basketball teams, every college football team makes and brings in more money. Those are just cold, hard facts. No, I mean, you're exactly right. So would they just become their own separate league and commission? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like which levels? The power, All the power just five schools? Just those power five schools. Okay. Or I think it was actually the there's ten conferences in Division One. They wanted all of them to be separate from the NCAA, which I, I can kind of get there's on board with that. ten conferences? Mm-hmm. Five power fives and then the group of five. Okay. Five plus Duh. five is ten. <laughs> right. Uh, I think even then it would still it would probably keep it separate from the power five and what they're able to do in yeah. the group of five and what they're doing. That's kind of where my mindset went was just the power five. Sure. I, I still think like, the group of five needs their own playoff. One hundred percent. I mean, if you're not realistically going to look at all of them every year, like maybe you let a Cincinnati in, you know, and you you let them play if they've earned a spot in the playoff. But the other group of five schools, let them have their own playoff. And then let the Power Five have their own playoff. I think everybody could be happy. I think maybe I should throw my name in the hat. To be commissioner? Marshall Miller, NCAA college football commissioner. You better hurry up. What's the age requirement on that job? Is that one of those presidential things? You've got to be 35. I don't know. Who knows? We'll just slap 33 on it. It'll be good. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be at least as old as Larry Bird's number, and you're good to go. Uh Boom, man. But there also needs to be a cap. On how old you can be to run it, because you got to be able to keep up with the times. You got to know the trends. You got to know the slogans, the terms. Yeah. You still have to be able to drive safely. Phrases. Yes, I love old people. Some of them. Some of them. I'll tell what you what, you man. Doing? There's some old people that are just fucking dicks. <laughs> yeah. They just like for no freaking reason. And I hate when people are like this. Might you know what? That's my thing. I'll save it for later. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, Luke Ford, Brooks Gwynn, put it in the chat. That is the tight end I am thinking of. Uh, that was trying to move closer to home, and they wouldn't let him 
do it. it. Absolutely stupid. What's not stupid is Roper Kia. Go check them out. Look at their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. I have had them buy cars from other lots that I wanted. I've had them buy a truck off Craigslist so I could trade it in and get it. They will help you find the car of your dreams. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off that nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. Pew, pew, pew. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website, there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it, bub. Also, it's not a matter of F. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. Pew, pew, pew. Did you uh... allow today? Jesus Christ, brother. I don't know how that was so loud. <laughs> that little metal button that has the numbers on it with the little red dots where you click the sounds. I think you got that one turned all the way up, my guy. That About blew up my eardrums, dog. I was like, fuck! There it is. We did it. We did it. We did it. Sorry about that. <laughs> Somebody messed with my setting. It, wait, don't even look at me. I don't touch your stuff. I don't mess with any. I don't go over to your desk and even look at it. Because like yesterday. Because I'm not about to start you that You play the you. intro music. I hear it and then I start the show. Yesterday, if you noticed, it took a while to get back from for me to get it started. Mm-hmm. It's because I couldn't hear anything. Now, just for some odd reason today, that setting's different. Well, because when you go to... If it's not you. Because I watched you yesterday. You twist about three different buttons because you don't remember which one you need to go to to hear it. No, it's... you just start to get the twisted volume numbers. Well, there's one that is for, like, the other volume. So, like, your volume for me to hear you. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's also my headphone volume. Yes. I've got it figured out. Yeah. So there are different ones that I can twist. So when I wasn't hearing it, I was like, okay, let's try this one. (laughs) Like, first try this. Second try that. And then third option is like, turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> Somebody's messing with my settings, though. I'm not blaming you. I was going to say, because it ain't me. It's probably your little friend. I'm not about to start playing this game with like, ooh, mess with each other's stuff at each other's desk. Because I'm going to forget about it one day. See? I'm going to come in. See, even in Jake in the chat. I know who did it. It's no, you don't, Jake. Also, you think I didn't realize last time where I mentioned, hey, uh, when you address them after they call your name that you allow them to come in. They said my name. Jonas was in the chat last time. I said my name three times. I didn't respond to Jonas the rest of the show. I think. I don't you, think anyone else realized that. But you've already said his name. Hmm? You've already said his name. Yeah, today. He's not in the chat today, so it's fine. Oh, it's just a day-by-day thing. Yeah. Your logic doesn't even make sense to you. I can see it on your it face. It doesn't, and I'm really scared now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck It's like, up. no, it's fine. I didn't say it on Tuesday. <laughs> Therefore, I'm fine on Thursday. Jonas forgot on Wednesday. I'm okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's <laughs> probably like taking a break or something like that. Uh, NBA basketball has been exciting. Uh, news about Ben Simmons. God, I can't stand this guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a big fan of mental health. Do what you have to do. he's a liar and that pisses me off. Like there are a lot of people that I think battle with it and struggle with their mental health to where it does affect them. And Ben Simmons is not that guy, pal. And now I, (laughs) I'm going to go as far as to claim Ben Simmons is having a fake surgery. So the 76ers will have to pay him. I think this is him saying like, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm actually hurt. Like I found a, I found a surgeon that will do it. He'll, he'll look at my back all because he wants to try to get that money back from the 76ers. But apparently he is going to have a back surgery again. I'm not buying. I don't think it's true. Yeah. False. (laughs) False. It ain't happening. It's just, I think it's bullshit. Like, I just think it's a bunch of baloney. If you know you needed back surgery early in the year, why didn't you just get it done, taken care of? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm done. Honestly, I'm done talking about Ben Simmons until he steps on the court. Do, do you ever talk about Ben Simmons again? Do you think he comes back? Who cares, honestly? Let's take a look back at that trade. Man, we thought it was a blockbuster deal. Those two pretty average basketball players, James Harden and Ben Simmons. Yeah, because this is the new, and I know we've talked about it on radio. I don't know if we've actually discussed it on the podcast. This is the new James Harden. 
I know someone said on ESPN yeah. a couple weeks ago, and I don't remember what his name is. He's like, this is the new normal of James of James Harden. Get used to it. He's not going to get those tic tacky fouls anymore. He's not going to be able to drive in the lane and, like you say, Melo, grab someone's arm and hook him, and then flare his body up and scream, and then get the call, and then go to the free throw line, and you get ten free points there because you can hit those shots. That's not going to happen. So yeah, instead of averaging twenty six, twenty eight, eight and five a game or a night, you're going to sit here and go sixteen, eight and five. You're not getting those ten extra points. It's not happening. Your style of basketball and that's the difference is between a, over with. Yeah, a star and a superstar. Yep. Or maybe even like a, a good player and a star. Just a decent scorer and a superstar. <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough to see, too. Um, I, I actually, I will say, I always thought James Harden was overrated. Now, when he was, you know, dropping 30 points a game, I was like, oh, man, like, I see it. But I hated the way he did it because everything was... A foul call. It was a lot yeah. of cheap buckets. Or it was just a stupid three. Or it was like you just sat here and waited until the shot clock almost went to like two, mm-hmm. and then you're like, I'm going to throw it up. And granted, you'd make it. It was great. But it just felt like there was nothing uber special about his game. And he would never he – like he's never won games before. I think it's very difficult to play with him as a teammate because all he wants to do, or at least used to do, was stand at the top of the key, dribble the ball around a lot, and then eventually do his little step-back jumper, which maybe is one of the best basketball moves of all time because no one could stop it. But at the same time, that's all you could do if you were his teammate. Like Every once in a while, you're going to get some assist and things like that. But other than that, that's all he's good for. That's just insane. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Button. How about we go to the chat? <laughs> I saw. I'm good. Welcome to our guy. Buttons are fun to push. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love I it. I thought it was in the clear, dog. I didn't know that was three minutes ago. Unless my live chat didn't update and then I started talking. That's why you have to be in the live chat. I think it's the best oh. feature. It's it's probably my favorite feature I've ever had during podcasting. <laughs> Is that people can follow along and listen to the show, but at the same time, interact with us. While you do it, drop yeah. your comments. Uh, we have people doing like stats and research for us. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And you only get it right here in the call in. Colin's got it figured out, man. And they've been emailing us about like, hey, we got some other stuff we want to do. Would you guys be interested in? Absolutely. You give me a deal or no deal button, I'm smashing deal <laughs> so fast it's not even funny. Right? I'm there. Uh, basketball games that happened last night, I tried to watch some of them. The Heat and the Suns series. Two separate ones, they suck. It is done for. <laughs> they are blowouts. It's not even fun or entertaining to watch anymore. I mean, it's fun for a Heat fan, you know what I mean? Just So I might just be checked out. I don't – maybe I watch when Embiid comes back for game three. We'll see what happens with the series when he comes back. But let's also remember, he's still hurt too. He's got a broken face, my guy. Mm-hmm. Like that just not it's not gonna be, you know, a week and be like, Oh, all right, we're good to go. No, you take one more elbow from Bam out of bio or Jimmy Butler being a dick coming in the lane, that's gonna hurt. And that's the thing about Jimmy Butler, he don't care about nothing. The only thing that can stop the heat in this series is the heat. Yeah. Did Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolster get into it again? <laughs> Who knows? Is Udonis Haslam there to kick some ass? Probably still. Um, but I, I think that series is over. The Suns, I, I want to see Luka be good. I don't think you're going to beat the Mavs. I'm sorry. Like Enjoy being in the second round of the playoffs. Maybe next year you can get some better free agents to go with you. But as of right now, all they really have is Luka, and that's not enough. What are your thoughts on Luka? Like, I know you like him. Like He's one of your favorite players. Mm-hmm. But if you take the bias out of it and you look at Luka with the Mavericks, do you think they can ever win a championship with his style of play? Not by not by himself. I, he is honestly he's probably kind of James Harden, Harden ish. You know, he's really good offensively. I admire you for that because he does, of me, I would have been like, absolutely, they can. <laughs> he does a really good job on the offensive end. Like even his assist, sometimes it feels like James Harden is passing up points to get assists because like him and Russell Westbrook. Tried to chase triple doubles there for a while. I don't feel like Luca is chasing triple doubles. There is there have been times where I'm like, hey, dude, just dunk it. You don't need to pass the ball. Yeah. You are right there. Score the bucket. Defensively, he is a liability. 
I mean, you almost have to surround him with two-way guys that are like, okay, here's a really guy that can play on the perimeter and shoot. He's going to be ready when Luka's there to pass it to him. But you also have to guys have to have guys that are very good at defense because he's just not giving you anything on the defensive end. That's going to be hard for him to win with. But he is also still really young in the league, and I've seen some other people say that too and question it, like, hey, are you ever going to win with Luka? I think they even asked Jason Kidd about it, and he's like, nope, not by himself. He can't do it. I think we've questioned every good athlete at some point in their career, like early in their career, mm-hmm. can they win the big game? Like even LeBron for a couple of years, like, yeah, he's good, but are you ever going to win a championship with yeah. him? <laughs> yeah, he's fucking LeBron James, so <laughs> yeah, you can win it. Or you know, even guys like Peyton Manning on the football side of it, like, are they ever going to win one? I think a lot of people forget how hard it is to win a championship. Yeah. And you know what? Fuck Tom Brady for that. Because he ruined it for everyone. Comes in early in his career, wins the Super Bowl, and then goes on to win 17 more or whatever the number is. He just goes, bam, bam, bam. I, a little bit I of a honestly break. think. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, that he has made it seem easy to do. That so many fans and even media members and probably even other players just think, yeah, I'm going to come in, I'm going to win a bunch of Super Bowls. No, you're not. Like, winning one is special. Aaron Rodgers, one Super Bowl. That's it. Like John Elway, he got two at the very end of his career thanks to Terrell Davis. <laughs> it's hard to win Super Bowls. Just like the, the our buddy of ours that was trolling me the other day. is like, oh, if the Ravens are so good at drafting, how come they haven't won a Super Bowl? Because it's hard. Because Tom Brady's still playing in the league. Yeah. But these teams that draft well, you can go look at how good they've been over the course of a certain amount of time. But it is hard. And with guys like Luca, I don't know. He, he probably will eventually, I think. He's still somehow like 25 years old. Questionable. Question. Someone who questions, as people who question my age, I get it. I understand. He also seems a lot older than 24, 25 years old. He, another thing, though, is like the reason I asked if they could win with his style of play, not necessarily Luca himself as a player, because I do love mm-hmm. how you kind of dove into all those players, like even like with LeBron and the expression of the NBA. LeBron had to change his style of game there for a little bit to win that first one with the Heat. He had to go down in the post. He had to be physical. He had to have more of a presence there to change the game and the way defense could game plan against him and open up everything else for the role players and shooters. I think he also realized early on, like, wait a second, I'm going to have to play defense too. I I can't just go out and win a series by dropping 37. Like, if I score 27 but play above average defense – this is going to be better, which sounds yep. like a no-duh statement, and it is. I think a lot of young players have to realize that throughout their career. of Like, oh, it is going to take more than just this. You, then drop it 35 points. It sounds game. like such an old, just like cliche, but like you have to do it as a team, too. You can't just go out there and chase individual accolades or be like, hey, I'm trying to win an MVP. You have to put that shit to the side and be like, oh, this is my goal. I want to win games. I want to win a Super Bowl. And even like John Morant, like I feel like he has that mentality. Like even the most improved player, he's like, eh, "Don't care about that. Here you go, Desmond Bain. You can have it. That's yours." Yeah. It feels like he really wants that national or the NBA title. Yeah, um, you mentioned that. our wave. Our wavelengths are just right there today. Our brains are just in the same spot, which is great. Simpatico. <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> Good word. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard yeah. it before. But, but anywho, with Luca, it was like last night, and again, back to my point here with him: seven turnovers. He led the league this year in turnovers. He just he has a problem where he tries to do too much, and then it's like then he gets himself settled down and he takes over the game. It was pretty much what we saw in Memphis when we went and watched the Dallas Mavericks and the Memphis Grizzlies play. And the game starts off, it's like, dude, Luka is playing awful right now. Like, this is fucking garbage basketball. And then by the end of the game, you're like, this dude had a freaking triple-double and dropped 30 points. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yep. But we'll still see. Like some, I think some guys chase stats, and they want those individual, like, hey – I want to be an MVP, which is a, I get it. It's a cool award. Everybody wants to be the MVP. And some of those guys want to be the flashy player. I don't know if that's Luca, but it's like, hey, watch me make this awesome pass. When really it should be, because going back to, we went and watched him play in, in Memphis. And there were a couple different times where it's like, Luca, just, you have an open layup, dude. Make that simple, easy play. Don't, don't worry about the flashy pass to the corner or some of this other stuff 
that you're doing. Like sometimes just make the simple, easy play. Not everything has to be a highlight or sports center top tens type stuff. Yeah. And I don't I don't know. I do really like Luca. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I he probably has some maturing to do. I think like I said with LeBron, he probably has to realize that he's gotta get it done on the defensive end and limit the turnovers, especially if he's gonna play point guard. I think that he probably will, yeah. but it, he is going to definitely have have to get some pieces around him, which is going to be tough, too. I mean, Dallas has tried. It's just not really working out, and they're not going to be drafting in the lottery anytime soon. But that's how, that's how NBA teams are built now, which is fucking fantastic. Well, it's just crazy when you look at the Mavericks, too, because of how well they played and you know, the other role players that stepped up and scored when Luka wasn't on the floor. And then you come in and Luca's here, and it's like, oh, actually, never mind on those dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things going on in the world of sports. The ump show that keeps going on. The Madison Bumgarner thing, was that last night, yesterday <laughs> that happened? Uh, I'll tell you, I don't like Madison Bumgarner. He is my least favorite baseball player probably of all time, and I'm not kidding. I despise that man. I don't like to look at him. I don't like to hear about him. But the umpire <laughs> that went to check his hand, and I'm sure people have seen it by now, where he is just staring daggers at Mad- Madison Baumgartner. Mm-hmm. He 100% was trying to trigger him to kick him out. And that's absolute bullshit. You cannot do that as an umpire or a referee. Uh, I get you're probably going to have some relationships with some of these guys to where they're players that you don't like because they argue balls and strikes and players that you do like and whatever, but you've got to sit that aside and do your job. And last night, that didn't happen with Madison Bumgarner. That umpire needs suspended for a good amount of time, <laughs> like I, like a week or two at least. If it's anything less than a week, I'm like, that's dumb. That That does not suffice. But to have an ump actually, like, go after a guy like that, that's stupid. And, like, not even look at the hand. Mm-hmm. Like you said, just staring daggers right at Bumgarner. And just yeah. the, see the slow-mo clip of it where Bumgarner's looking down at his own hand while it's being massaged and checked. And then umpire's just like, I'm fucking kicking your ass out of this game, right? you little piece of boo. And I think the thing that did it for him was that Bumgarner was like, hey, take your fucking time. Because he was. like, It was taking forever. Yeah. And then immediately he's like, nope, you're gone. Like, are you kidding me right now? And then they go and they show, like, some of the other hand checks that these guys do, the umpires will do as the, as the pitcher walks back to the clubhouse. And it's a second. I mean, it's, it's like a lingering high five. That's it. Yeah. Like, in the 90s, we'd be like, hey, give me some skin. That's what they're doing with this stuff. <laughs> no sticky? Okay, we're good. Yeah, it's this that quick. Like, man, they're not this... checking belts, hats, or any of that other bullshit. It's just like, all right. Long high five, you're good to go. But with this one, I mean, he's two hand, like almost looks like he's massaging just caressing Bumgarner's hand, hand. Yeah. while not looking at his hand at all and just staring him down. It, it, there's no place for that in baseball. And if you've got dirty umpires that have this agenda, you got to get rid of them. Yep. It robot umpires cannot get here soon enough. Some of these strike calls. I don't know if this is like a conspiracy theory to be like, hey. We're going to blow calls so that people will be on board when we issue in these robot umps. I've been for it for a while. Now it, it has to happen. It's terrible. Yeah. I saw a TikTok, and maybe TikTok's to blame for this. I saw a TikTok to where one umpire missed a ball, and it was like, man, that was, that was four inches off the plate. Like, that's not a good call. Very next pitch, it's like, that one was five inches off the plate. <laughs> yeah. and he called it a strike. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, but there's so many of them that are just bad. Angel Hernandez, one of them too. Like that guy's got to be gone. And then whatever this umpire is that was checking hands for Bumgarner, he's got to be suspended at least. Did you see uh, the passing article on ESPN Plus about how the MLB grades these umpires? Like it's different than how we view it in that the electronic strike zone that's there is not true to what the yeah, MLB It's not always uses. accurate. It's like the yellow line in football. Like yeah. that's not always accurate. It's Pretty damn close. It's not always 100%. You better get something that is accurate and then just put the little buzzer in the umpire's ear. The little voice thing, too, like the pitchers are using. Just, like, let us know. Just yeah, true call. Just here it is. Like, it would just, it should be that simple. 
And like yeah. there was a batter last night that got struck out on three straight balls. I don't remember who it was. It was just like a ball to the outside, ball below the knees, ball on the outside corner that was low and away, strike three, boom, call him out. And the batter's just like, what the hell is going on? It's dumb. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Kyle Schwarber, like last week. He got struck out on a bad call. And he was even like, it's not fair for us. It's not fair for them. You've been up. You've been down. It's been terrible this whole game. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Like, it was affecting. I think they were playing the Brewers and the Phillies. Like, it was just bad all around. And I don't know if fit, it's right? just. What? Like, just exploded. Yeah. Threw his bat down, like, as hard as he could on the ground. <laughs> the two hand toss. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if it's always been this bad or if it's just like a point of emphasis now to be like, hey, these are actually really bad calls. If social media is just doing it, you know you get clicks and likes and stuff like that. If media members may be doing it, because, again, clicks, they will drive some content. And, you know, some people, some organizations know, like, hey, if we put something out about balls and strikes, people are going to click on it. They're going to read it, and it's going to look really good for us. But I do think, as a guy that's not getting any clicks off of it, probably need to make a change. Yeah. Or at least... Stop defending your umpires so relentlessly to where they're, you can't even touch them. You can't even talk about like, hey, this umpire had a bad game or you're going to get suspended. You should be able to talk about that. The players have to go through it. Umpires and referees should yep. to a little bit, to a certain extent, to where if you're blowing calls like that at home plate, your name probably needs to be mentioned at least once or twice. I'm right there with you. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Another name that we're going to mention once or twice is Club 609. Definitely check them out for that great happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock featuring their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lou. Make sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They've been here for a while, so they know a thing or two, and they've done a thing or two. I think I just stole that slogan. Probably can't do that, so let's just ignore that. <laughs> but they've been here for a while, so they know what they're doing. They pride themselves on great customer service on getting you in and out as quickly as possible and just taking great care of your vehicle. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for that full list. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need that oil changed, tire serviced, or your tires changed and your oil serviced. Get that done, taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri at Downtown Lube. You do it. You're changing your voice again. What do you mean? I just had to mix it up there at the end because there's sometimes where I was like, "You're gonna need your tires changed, oil service, or oil changing." Your tires you go service. through like phases. I just do me, bub. I'm just living, like I said. You yesterday. do. It's you, but it's in phases to where like you'll get yeah. stuck saying this one thing or like doing this certain like catchphrase almost. Yeah, I've noticed it my whole life. I don't know why I do it, and then one day I just randomly stop. It's just like, yeah, that's and it. Then it's you, over with. You stop, but you immediately pick up something new. So it's like, oh, he stopped doing that. But then you start doing something new, and then like two or three days later, I'm like, so this is the new thing. Yeah. This is what he do. Like two weeks ago, you were doing the ESPN thing for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've moved on to like this different voice that you're using. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Just notice keep people it. guessing. <laughs> right there on the edge of your seat, bub. Never, yeah. you never know what's coming here. I'll tell you that right, right now. Uh, how about this new one, though? On a Thursday, we're going to call it Thinking Out Loud Thursday, where you just kind of speak your mind. Maybe you need to vent a little bit. Maybe it's sports related. Maybe it's not. I feel this like sometimes be- some of our most popular content is not sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jonas has taken over the show so many times. Yeah, he has a good today. He's like, oh, daggers, you say, huh? It's like, fuck. Uh, Right there, you speak about him, and then there he is. Uh, (laughs) He changes because things happen to him at night that change him. (laughs) What? That is dark. He as in me. Yeah, he is. Oh, no. (laughs) He he as in you. Uh, So we have a couple of them. You started to talk about old people earlier today. Yeah. Old people... Or assholes. I just feel like I hate when people say, like, they even say, like, at our age now. It's like, I can't wait to be old so I can just be an asshole for no reason. I was like, why? Why do you want to pride yourself on just being a freaking dick? <laughs> like, there's just no need for that. Like, just be a nice person. Just be genuine. You know what I mean? Like, don't just, 
automatically assume the worst at everything. And then you wonder why bad things happen. Because that's where your mindset is. You've manifested bad things. I'm over here trying to be optimistic and happy as possible. And I still got bad things happening because Jonas won't leave me the fuck alone. Right? But the thing with old people is, like, you just get some old people that are just like, I'm about to die anyways. Who cares? And, like, I understand there's a difference where you don't need to care about what other people think about you. There's a healthy balance. There definitely is. But if you're sitting there and you're just like, oh. Like, and the worst part is, too, is, like, if you have to say, huh, three times to hear what a younger person's asking you, get an effing hearing aid. (laughs) Wow. I've come across this just – there's an old guy that comes into the bar and he sits there and he just talks to you about the same thing every time. I'm from New Jersey. I used to play baseball with this guy. You know, I actually I'm cousins with freaking. Is he a golfer too? No, he's not. And he's oh, like, okay. I know a buddy, uh, the guy who went to the moon stepped on it. You know him? You know where he is? I'm like, yes, I'm aware. He's like, I'm cousins with him. Yeah, Lance awesome. Armstrong, duh. <laughs> yeah. He's only got one testicle. Oh, that's a bike racer, but all right. <laughs> but it's just like, it's one of those things where, like, you're sitting here trying to talk to this guy and say something, and you're like, oh, yeah? And he's like, huh? What'd you say? I'm like, man, I'm about to just get you a freaking hearing. I can't, I can't stand it. It's so annoying. Old people. I just, really I just want to love everybody. But some, like, yeah. And even when they drive, and they're just like, the old women, especially that are driving, they're just like, fuck it. I'm going to turn now. Like, I see you coming. There's no other cars behind you, but I need to get out right now in front of you. And then you drive by them, and they're just death-gripping the steering wheel, looking between the dashboard and the steering wheel, just praying to God that, like, they don't get in an accident. Drives me insane. Right. Pun intended, I guess. Yeah. How about that? Old people. Just being an asshole. I got behind an old person the other day driving, and they clearly, like, didn't know where they were going, like, what street they were supposed to turn down. So they stopped at every intersection where they didn't have – not like, oh, there's a stop sign. They've stopped at it. That, good job. They were slowing down to like read the street sign for every single block. It's like, come on. like <laughs> Let's just get out of here already. Like Take one of them. Take a chance. If you can't read it, turn down the road. Maybe it's the right one. For the most part, I, I have a soft spot for older people though. I think I'm going to be a really cool old man. That's cool. I can't wait for you to be a cool old man. I am going to have some stories to tell. I've already got a lot of stories to tell. Yeah, and there are some old people that I love. Just absolutely hilarious. They're fun. They do have good stories and good experiences. What is old? Define it. Old. Probably my grandparents' age. So like... like late 60s. Late 60s and up. Yeah. I'd say like 75 is old. As you get older, I think the definition of old changes a lot more. Yeah. I can remember thinking my parents were old. Now I look at my dad who's in his 70s and can still kick my ass. And I'm like, that's not old. Yeah. I that's why I bumped was... it up to like 75 is maybe old. <laughs> my mom was younger when she had me. She, she was 20. And the reason I, I mention that is because I remember when I was like 15 or 16 in high school. And my mom, like, she did something driving. And she's like, I've been driving longer than you've been alive. Like, don't tell me how to drive. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever, old woman. And I was like 35, 36 years old. And I was like, Phew. Man, I, that's coming up quick for me in like 10 years. And it's like, I am nowhere near the life that she did at my age. And it was just like, I I don't know. Like 35, 30, like you're still healthy and movable, like just living life. I'm like, 34 years old. I know old. that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying nicely to find the balance. Like, man, you can still like get around. Yeah, you can still Look go live you. life. You don't have a walker yet. That's man. awesome, man. You drive your own truck to work? You haven't even thought about dying. You still do your own like... Grocery shopping? You wipe your own ass. Like you wearing diapers under there? You wipe your own ass? It uh, was peek behind the curtain, tell the truth, thinking out loud Thursday. <laughs> it was like two weeks ago. You were like amazed that two 45-year-olds were still very sexually active. <laughs> oh, man, I just was not expecting to hear it at the bar. Like just in detail. Like, oh, what he did, I've never had it happen to me before. And I'm like, woman, you're 48 years old. Yeah. I just heard you say I celebrated my 40th birthday last year. Two more, and I'm up over the hill, and it was just like me and this other guy just banged it out the other night. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" It was insane. Your yeah, your concept of age is maybe you're still you're still young. You look. Hey, I say that as like 26. I can't wait to be 48, just still rocking. The, you know what I mean? Just just piping it, having a grand old time. Right. <laughs> the you you telling that story though to like your your friend group. 
not just me. Yeah. You were so amazed that somebody that was 48 years old still sexually active. <laughs> like, you didn't believe it was possible. Not just like you're surprised that they're still that active. And I don't know why, like, I thought there's, like, a cap on age or, like, oh, no more sex for you. Or that it's at, like, in your 40s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Uh, my thinking out loud Thursday, sports-related. Uh, how about that one? Um, everybody is jumping on the J.J. Reddick bandwagon. And let me tell you, welcome. I have been J.J. Reddick's biggest fan since he was a freshman at Duke. He is one of my all-time favorite college basketball players. I absolutely love him. And like even listening to his podcast a couple times, some of his other like media hits that he's done, I thought this guy's going to be really good eventually like when he retires. That's he's going to merge perfectly into this role. And he has. He's taking over ESPN basketball now. And what is the show that he does? Is it Get Up or whatever the one Stephen A's on? First take. First take. Yeah. Dominating first take. And he's just he's not afraid to go at these dudes and be like, that's yeah. a dumb opinion. Like that that kind of sounds like shut up and dribble to me, and I'm not on board with that. Now let me put you in your grave because you're dumb. Yep. Or he'll even go at Stephen A. I feel like a lot of people have always been afraid to. And then I honestly, honest to God, I thought after Max Kellerman left that show, every single person that would come on would be afraid to go against Stephen A because they would just be like, Well, if I do that, I'm gone too. Yep. JJ Reddick is not afraid to. I think a lot of it is too is like the the other people that they had on ESPN, they realized that Stephen A's voice is so respected within ESPN that like if he doesn't like you, you're gone. Right. And like when you get a guy like JJ Reddick or some of these other stars that are coming in and doing this, like, hey, I've already made my money. I've already made millions of dollars. I don't give a shit about this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you what I think and I'm not scared of you. Like I don't I don't care what status you hold here at ESPN. I played in the NBA. I have my own thoughts and opinions, and you're going to hear it. Yeah. So I'm I was right there with you. I do like at Duke. It. Yes. God, I loved watching him play basketball at Duke. Now, like, he had a pretty good NBA career. Honestly, he was better in the NBA than I thought he would be. Yeah. I didn't think there would be a place for him in the NBA. Um, at best, I, I did think that he might change the game and do, like, the Steph Curry stuff, to where it's like, I'm just a lights-out shooter. Or maybe not Steph Curry, but more like a Ray Allen type of, I've got a role here in the NBA I can shoot better than almost everyone. He really improved defensively when he got to the league. And now I, I think he's one of the best media members at talking basketball. I mean, 100%. there's some other ones like Richard Jefferson's cool, but JJ Reddick's the dude. And Vince Carter's not bad either. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of like listening to him. The guys that have like several years of experience in the NBA that, you know, travel all over the place, had different coaches and teammates. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of what yeah. we experienced. I really like Reggie Miller. Through. The highs and lows, yeah. Reggie Miller's great at it. Yep, but especially like when he's on DP show and he's getting interviewed, I think that's when he's at his best. He's really yep. good calling games too. Um, but it is it's it's cool to see a lot of people kind of turn on JJ Redick. Where I mean, he was one of those hated Duke players. He was like he was up there with Christian Leitner, Grayson Allen type. Really, a lot of people hated him, and now a lot of people coming around on old JJ Redick. I even had some. Uh, people messaged me yesterday, like, hey, did you see this J.J. Reddick stuff? Like, he's going at whoever that mad dog guy is. I'm not really sure who he is. Um, I was like, yeah, man, like, I see it. And they're like, I can't believe how much I love J.J. Reddick now versus how much I hated him then. Mm-hmm. I'm t- I've been there the whole time. <laughs> I, I'm leading that train. I'm, I'm at the front. Yeah? On the J.J. Reddick You're conductor train. of it? Uh-huh. And yeah, do your you know, cross through a city. Do, do it. You already hit the meter. You see the the guardrails are going down. Uh-huh. Choo, choo. Just gotta let them know, bub. Big blue devil fan. Choo, 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 choo. Emphasis right on there. the devil. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> I am, uh, but I do, uh, and I like this new segment too. Thinking out loud. Thursday, don't be afraid to drop those. Uh, tomorrow, are we? We're off tomorrow. Is this correct? Yes, we are. Okay, I am on vacation. <laughs> I'm doing the field trip thing with my daughter. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I'm doing it. I'm excited about it. It's just really hard to work in a podcast schedule with a field trip that I haven't planned and I have no control over. That's going to be new territory for me as well. Ooh, good luck, dude. I used to be the guy that planned and carried out every field trip that my school went to. 
It's going to be a little different to not not be in charge there. <laughs> you're going to you're going to get so irritated. I just know it. You My know problem you... is I get really irritated when kids do something and I can't correct their behavior. Like, oh. there's some little mouthy punk that's, like, in my group. Not tomorrow, bud. Are you going to have to come in and be like, hey, I used to be a teacher. Let me just kind of help out. Are you going to take in that role and be like, hey, I've, I understand. You probably don't know this about me, but I've done some field trips before. Yeah. And little, this is little, the best route. <laughs> you need a little help. I'm talking to the bus driver. Like, I know that your GPS says to go this way. I actually know a shortcut. Trust me. <laughs> right. But the road flooded because it's been raining the... forever. No, that's part of like the regulations or whatever. You can't you can't ride the bus with the yeah. students. I mean, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. So I'll be following along safely behind. Well, that'll be fun. I'm, I am actually pretty excited. I'm going to pack a sack lunch. Ooh. Even though I'm an adult with my own vehicle and could go anywhere I want for lunch, <laughs> I'm still going to do it for old time's sake. I, I Are they eating fun. at the Bass Pro stuff, or do they like you take, you take a sack, sack lunch, lunch and you eat it there? Yeah. Also, okay. my I'm going with my oldest daughter Maya, and she's like, Dad, um, I need you to take a video or a picture of you on radio. I was like, What are you talking about? She's like, Whenever it's playing in the car, take a video of it because I have to prove to my friends that you're famous. I'm like, Well, I'm not famous, but. I am on radio. And like, yeah, my there's this kid at night, friend, actually. She's like, there's a kid at school. They don't believe you. So, like, tomorrow, I was supposed to do it during the podcast or during radio. She's like, I want a picture so tomorrow you can show her. And then she said, I also need you to take a video of Uncle Matt on TV because she doesn't believe he's on TV. <laughs> we did do that. And I can't wait to show this little girl. <laughs> like, you can now here. shut your mouth. By the way, that's Laura Rutledge. And she replied to my tweet last night. I saw I that. I didn't even freak out that much. Did she follow you? Uh, no. Damn it. Dang. <laughs> I'm fishing for that follow yeah, real hard, say. though. <laughs> I saw that she re- uh, quoted or responded to you. And uh-huh. someone else was talking to me in the car. And they're like, you're not even listening to me right now. And I was like, no, Laura Rutledge is tweeting at my friend. <laughs> right. right. And it was like, it was you, Laura Rutledge, Matt, and then you again. I was like, this is freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm fishing for that follow. I'll be honest. I am. On one I wasn't about to throw myself in the mix. I was like, you guys have your moments. This is super cool. <laughs> uh-huh. It was cool. Uh, so we'll be off tomorrow. Be back at it on Monday right here in the call app. We do appreciate you guys joining us today, putting up with us, our randomness. Uh, but we'll be back at it again, 10 a.m. Central Time, right here in the call app on Monday. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you then.